Hey, before we get started with the episode, I wanted to give a quick disclaimer that we recorded this podcast before hearing the news of Chadwick Bozeman, who passed away um, this past Saturday. And uh, just wanted to say our thoughts are with his families and loved ones. And uh, it's a tremendous loss. He was an incredibly gifted actor, and um, he meant a lot to a lot of people everywhere. And his his presence is certainly going to be missed. So um, we don't talk about him at all in the podcast. Again, we recorded it before his passing, but we did want to acknowledge it before we uh, get into the episode. So again, um, rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman, who passed away at 43 of colon cancer. And uh, our thoughts are certainly with his family and loved ones. And in, in our next podcast, maybe we'll talk a little bit about him and what he meant to the film industry. Um, but with that being said, hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to Our Slice on Film, a movie podcast talking about movies, new and old, um, some movie industry news, and all talking some pizza. Uh, My name is Brian at Pizza. Uh, My name is Brian. I'm one of your hosts. And as always, I'm joined by... Hey, Michael Clinton. Hi, everyone. Awesome. And uh, we got a deep dish episode for you guys. We're going to dive deep um, because the last time we spoke... Some trailers were dropped. Some yeah, the, uh, really cool behind-the-scenes featurette dropped for a particularly high-profile movie. Um, and then Michael and I also have some uh, a movie recommendation each um, for those of you who listen. So um, not talking about a specific movie um, in detail today that we've watched. Just, um, just getting caught up in everything that's dropped in the movie world. So, Michael, I'll toss it to you. What do you wanna, how do you want to start? Yo, I'm, I'm going to start with uh, the Batman trailer, the R-Pat. Our Patman. Yeah. I watched it four times in the like first 10 minutes that I was able to watch it. Right. Did your jaw just like drop? I was literally on the edge of my seat, chills in my arms, all of, like the stereotypical like sh- shit that you say about a trailer, but I actually felt it. So did you enjoy it so much because like, oh damn, this looks like a really cool Batman film or oh, cool, this just looks cool cinematically? Or like, hey, look, it's Robert Pattinson as Batman. Like, what caught your eye and made you watch it You know, so many I, times? I really wasn't... Well, first off, I guess I woke up and Cody was like, uh, the Batman trailer dropped. And I was like, I don't have time for this. I think I was running somewhere. <laughs> so I never watched it. Then I came home or the next day, later in the day, whatever. Then I played it once. Oh, man, that's crazy. And then my sister walked into the room. She had visited me this weekend. My sister showed up in town. Um, (laughs) Shout out. out. Yeah, what's up, Jess? She walked into the room and I was like, watch this Batman trailer right now. And then my brother-in-law walked in the room. I was like, dude, did you watch the Batman trailer yet? And I played it again. So I just, it was mostly like excitement that it dropped. But being able to see it so many times, first I was really excited because I was not confident in Robert Pattinson. Sure. Um, Super not the casting I would have thought of immediately, although he's been hyped up nonstop, right? He's um, a good he's actor. Been, I like him. He's been pushing out some really, really good work. I just wasn't, I just wasn't sure how it was going to work. Sure. But then um, I'm also a huge Riddler fan. Okay. So the fact that the Riddler's in there yep. as masking tape face, I assume they've got a whole new take on it. It's dope and it's dark. It's action. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot going on. So we what got- did you think? What's your first reaction? I'm hyped. 
like if you're even remotely a Batman fan, whether it be via the comics, the TV show, um, or the movies, like there's no way you watch this and you're not just feeling this is the shit. Like there's right. no way you don't walk away being like, I have to watch this again because you have to. Um, it's a different take. It looks like you got this de- the, the, the detective, detective Batman going on, which is really cool and really hasn't been explored much mm-hmm. um, on film. You get that a lot in the video games, but not so much in film. So I'm really looking forward to seeing that aspect. And then it introduces, I feel like, if I'm wrong, I don't know if you know, the movie just kind of started filming. Like it's definitely not done filming. So for them to release this like two and a half minute trailer with all this footage is kind of mind blowing. You get, you get a, a tease of the Riddler. Um, you get Catwoman, obviously mm-hmm. Batman. You get Andy Serkis's voice as Alfred the Butler. And then you also get Colin Farrell as the Penguin. Penguin! <laughs> and... And I saw after watching the trailer, everyone's uh, Colin Farrell, the Penguin was trending. And I'm like, what's going on here? Like he was not in that trailer. It was a glimpse. Yeah. But he's, he's masked, masked in a ridiculous amount of makeup. He's, he's unrecognizable as the Penguin. You hear his voice. And I think that's how people were able to discern him. But other than that, he's unrecognizable. And there's just a lot going on in this trailer. And it's super exciting. And it's, you get your first look as Robert Pattinson as Batman. The suit itself. And Bruce Wayne. I'm like, Bruce, Bruce Wayne, Wayne so, look. Okay, so I was going to say that was something that I did not like. I don't Ooh. think. Or it's going to take some warming up for me a little bit. Why? Because he still looks like Edward <laughs> Maybe. in a suit. <laughs> it's going to take a little bit to warm up to a younger Batman. Um, especially, I feel like, and I'm not, I can't say I'm a diehard like Batman comic book guy because I was raised more on Marvel. But this, when I think of Detective, I think. Um, you got some wisdom, you got some experience, um, you're older. Obviously, Robert Pattinson, I think, is the youngest Batman to, to don the cape. And so for him to be like this crazy detective is interesting to me. And then as Bruce Wayne, I don't know, his bangs are all over the place. He's got some heavy eye makeup in one scene, and he just looks really young. They made no effort for him, for them to make him look older, which yeah. is an interesting choice. But just, I think it's just more just me having it used to it. Yeah. And uh, maybe that's a flashback. Maybe because he also doesn't look that buff either no. until he's fighting. Yeah. And I guess I really only think of Batman as buff, again, cinematically, as Christian Bale. Like Christian Bale yeah. was flipping yoked um, as Bruce um, Wayne. Benny Boy, Ben Affleck. Oh yes, thank you, thank you. You know what? That's another conversation. You're right. I don't even I don't even consider Ben Affleck uh, in this conversation. Of, you don't? Uh, I, I I don't. I don't. I think it's just such a, such a throwaway. But you're right. He is he's huge as well. But like I think about you know you know about whether it's Val Kilmer, George Clooney, Michael Keaton. None of mm-hmm. those guys were really menacing physically. Yeah. You know. Um. So I'm, I think I'm comfortable. I think I'm okay with that. The the this he looks more like a billion a billionaire philanthropy philanthropist kind of guy yeah. rather than but also so buff. did Chris, christian bale had a different suave to him yeah yeah i, I, I I'm, I'm interested in seeing the take of like young bruce wayne philanthropy yeah right? I'm, like, I'm down for that too having fun with his money in this you know civic way yeah we'll see i'm 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 curious to see where they go with that how much of the movie will be bruce wayne how much will be batman i feel like the dark knight trilogy leaned batman i don't know how you feel about that and then I think similarly, 
I don't know. This I'm curious to see what kind of direction they go. Obviously, the Detective Batman, but how much will he be of both in this movie? And yeah. Is it going to set itself up for a franchise? Is it going to be multiple things of Robert Pattinson being Batman for 10 plus years down the road? He's young as hell. Maybe he can do it for 20 years. Is it setting itself up for that or just be a one and done kind of thing? I'm, 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 curious I'm kind of hoping it's a one and done thing because DC had so much success with Joker that mm-hmm. they're not making another Joker, right? And there wasn't a Batman not. in there. Yeah, I hope uh, not, yeah. Well, I know you didn't like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I thoroughly enjoyed Joker yeah. cinematically, not ideologically. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to put that out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a one and done. Like, just, I don't know. I don't think Robert Pattinson's going to stick around in a, you know, a series since twilight right I like see, i don't see him either doing one and that. done for harry potter what do you think batman's gonna be any better yeah i don't see him being that franchise guy either i think you're right i think he got a taste of it and he's been he's been making a really successful uh independent run like very, yeah, he's been taking what he likes yeah and i think that's really smart on his part and he has i think he has really good taste and that's why he chose this movie because i think he trusts matt reeves the director and the cast and the script but you're right i don't know if he can if he I don't see him doing a long-term commitment kind of thing. Yeah. I Let's talk about the Batmobile. What do we think about the Batmobile design? Because it is hot AF. Uh, I Man, I don't even... It looks more traditional than the Dark Knight trilogy Batmobile. Oh, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, Less yeah. Less yeah. military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Uh, well, you said... What did you, what did you, how did you describe it? How, how did you hot describe AF. it? Hot AF. Hot oh, AF. <laughs> sorry you were, you were you were glitching a little bit right there oh i'm sorry um, no you're fine you're fine yeah so so you like it then yeah i love it i'm i'm, I'm feeling vintage it's i i didn't see a cell phone right i mean we saw police officers but maybe it's not modern day i think that'll that'll be kind of a, an interesting take too because the, the batmobile didn't look super high-tech military grade i mean and neither yeah. did the police officers i don't think I yeah no on first glance, like thinking back to it now. Um, yeah. So I'm yeah, so I'm cool with it. I'm, I'm glad to, I'm glad to hear that you are a fan and that you like it. I'm, I'm cool with it. If I'm cool with how it turned out in the dark night, cause they really changed it up for that one. Then I'm, I'm, I'm going to be cool with it now. It's not going to, that's not going to make or break my Batman experience. Um, so Why? the Batmobile is so integral. I know, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, I want to see Batman. I want to see that. Yeah. Batman, you know, and, 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 oh, that's something. Oh, yeah, let's bring it on. I know where you're going. His voice and that line, that line delivery. What'd you think about that? Um, Vengeance, yeah. I, uh, I'm, you're asking me about his vocal delivery, which is not anything I took away from that scene because the action at the end of that trailer with the fight and it literally comes out of nowhere. They, you look back and the kids are crying with all the makeup on and he's so scary. Does he bitch slap that guy in the process of just wailing on him with like four straight jabs? Like, because I feel like his arm goes to the left, then comes back to the right, and then he swings like four straight punches. And I'm like, there's a bitch slap in there a little bit, maybe. Oh, sassy Batman. I can deal with that. <laughs> Check out, I want to rewatch it again, but I think I see he does a hook and then he comes back with like the reverse hook, which in my impression is a, that's a, that's a bitch slap. And then yeah. he just goes, jab to the face jab to the face jab to the face jab to the face and then just like throws him to the ground i was like that guy's dead that that, in and then when he's on the ground off screen it sounds like death like it just sounds like his face is being crunched in right there oh man 
God, and you hate that. If you didn't see it, but you heard, if it's you can hear it, I can't hear it. I don't think. Oh yeah, I I'm comfortable hearing it for sure. I don't want to see his face being smashed in by any means. No, I do want I don't want to see that. But if it's off screen, dude, yeah, do it. Smash but, his face in. <laughs> but then that kind of goes against that, and then it goes back to did he kill him? Because that's kind of a code of it's kind of a low key code of Batman. He doesn't really try to kill people. He definitely like disarms and definitely hurts people. And I feel like in the vengeance, Zach's, dude, it's vengeance. You know, it's a definitely darker. And Zack Snyder's Batman. He blatantly kills people for sure. Definitely a darker mm-hmm. take. I, I grew up with the Batman of like, I'm going to kick the crap out of you, but I'm not going to kill you. You can't kill these people. And yeah. I think Batman had that code in the Christopher Nolan trilogy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's so it's interesting. It's, it's definitely a, a dark premise. Yeah. And I think maybe that's the, the benefit of being a Batman fan. I mean, I'm more of a Superman guy. I've been really, really let down lately. <laughs> it's hard to make quite a Superman a, for movie. quite a while. Yeah. Yes, yeah. so so hard. Again, I'm going to give a shout out to the DC animated universe. That's some that's some good shit because no one. I mean, I like Henry Cavill. He did fine, but he was let down in Justice League. But whatever. Yeah, the best part of of this is a totally sidetrack, but the best part I feel like of, of Kenner Cavill as Superman was that first half of man of steel. When he's like on that self discovery or just story mm-hmm. has a beard and everything like this is the part of Superman I've never seen before. I dig this. And then when he's Superman, I'm just like, Oh, this is, this is it's just back to being, Superman. yeah, it's back to being a little boring playing. A yeah. Little mm-hmm. Yeah. But Batman, we've gotten so many relatively good iterations um, to just go on. I mean, everything except, I don't know which is the most hated Batman. Tim Burton's Batman. Okay. I love, I mean, I love Tim Burton. I don't know. But you can <laughs> kind of see the different, you know, features. Some some films will highlight, you know, the vengeance. Some will highlight yeah. the detective work. Some will highlight his origin, the Joker, you know, each. This will this will be interesting. I, just take. Yeah. This seems like detective. This seems like vengeance. I really, 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 really hope there's no real mention of uh, his parents. And like, I swear to God, I mean, we better not see like that origin story of like his parents being shot in the alley. We've seen and that the pearls multiple. bouncing into the sidewalk. Yeah, yeah, we definitely don't I'll need walk that. out. Same. I want them to go about it kind of like Spider-Man: Homecoming. You know, like he's already Spider-Man. You know his origin story. Let's get to it. Same thing. Yeah. Like. He is already Bruce Wayne. He's already Batman. We know what's going on. We're getting to the middle of the story. So I, that's, that's kind of what I hope from this film. Um, really quick, um, talking about it for a good, this trailer already for a good bit. You mentioned the Riddler. We did not oh. see Paul Dano as the Riddler in this trailer, unless, mm. I'm, unless I'm mistaken. Oh. Um, but you get, you get clues. You get his clues. Yeah. Um, I just, I'm sorry, I stopped you. I watched some, Paul Dano was in something I just watched recently. That he's I like, low, he's like low key in everything. I, I, his, whenever his, you can't miss his face. He's, he's, he's a unique looking fella. I know. Anyway, keep going. But yeah, no, yeah, you get his clues. And it's funny because I think of the Riddler as being this whimsical, that Jim Carrey Riddler, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then with this, they, you know, uh, Jim Gordon, played by Jeffrey Wright, which is just great casting. Oh, love it. Um, he has like a, a what, like a birthday card kind of thing. And he reads the, the he reads like four lines that rhyme. And then it leaves like this undecipherable like gibberish or, or codes or symbols uh-huh. that I'm assuming is like, good luck figuring this shit out, Batman kind of thing. Yeah, which um, is what the Riddler is supposed to do. He's yeah, supposed yeah. to highlight the detective stuff. So it's, it's perfect that it's not, you know, Jared Leto's Joker left ha 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 all over the place. Um, 
the other i mean Heath Ledger's Joker killed people, but the Riddler's supposed to like, you know, deceive Batman, and it's yeah. very Zodiac like. And yes, Zodiac is a good way of putting it. Yeah, exactly. It's like a puzzle kind of, and which uh, will keep us on our toes, where it's not just oh, follow the H A H A H A all the way to Harley Quinn's lair. <laughs> I just yeah. watched Harley Quinn's movie again the other day. Okay, I liked it a lot more on third rewatch. Okay, okay, the third rewatch. Okay, yeah. Oh, and uh, I did look it up. Uh, Paul Dano was in Cowboys and Aliens. Wow. He's yeah, got range. Daniel Craig. He's got range. Range. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that as well. That whole trying to decipher that and figure that out and, and see what he looks like. I'm really curious to see what he looks like as the Riddler. Oh, man. Maybe um, we'll have a big reveal and yeah. our Pat will just rip his tape off. <gasps> Maybe. What's that? What do you mean that tape? I'm assuming that's not. Was it a mask? I thought he had duct tape on his own face, too. I think that's a dead guy that he that he taped the face of. And then it just says how many more lies or stop lying. No, when like he's that. when he's stretching the packaging tape. Oh, OK, 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 face. OK, OK. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Now we're on the same page. I'm, yeah. I'm clapping like a child right now. Um, um, OK, that makes sense. Yeah. OK, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> that was a black outfit. He looks like a he looks like a, like a kidnapper, like a criminal. Man. He's not mm. wearing he's not wearing like a green jumpsuit or a green suit. Which is yeah, I think it's that's fine. Which yeah, and you know now that we mention Paul Dano and what he looks like and how we don't know the last weak little white boy villain that we had was Jesse Eisenberg, and it was yeah. really bad. Who is he? Lex Luthor, right? Yeah, bad casting as Lex Luthor. Bad, I think. bad casting. Yeah. So now we got another. I'm really excited. He's creepy. He's like he plays a bad guy in Cowboys and Aliens that I just watched, and he and like, he, plays he pl- and he's bad not a bad. I know him. I know him probably the most from Prisoners, Hugh Jackman, mm-hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal, and he plays a really. Uh, and you learn why, but he was he he played a creepy fellow in that movie as well. So he played. I think he plays creepy really well. And again, he's just a unique looking guy who I think is just naturally a little creepy on the creepy side. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm looking forward to it. And then I'm looking forward to seeing him. And then you get you see, you see Zoe Kravitz first look as Catwoman. Love it. Love the She's years. Got several, yep, several scenes in that, and she looks good. I also think that's great casting as well. Although our our last Catwoman was good. Yes. Oh, Anne Hathaway was great. I Anne think Hathaway she, was so good. I'm not on the Anne Hathaway bandwagon. Why not? Did you I, see Oceans Twelve? I, Oceans Seventeen. Ocean's 8, Oceans yeah. 8. I've seen that. I've seen The Devil Wears Prada. I've seen. I mean. I mean, a number of other things. The print. You know, she did the Princess Diaries or whatever. Or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah, Mia Thermopolis. Or whatever. <laughs> I, for whatever reason, I'm indifferent about her. But she was really good as Catwoman. Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman also looks really good. I'm going to be amazing. She's super talented. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's I'm great. I'm ready for her. All in all, the cast is stacked. And mm. the director's really good. So it's in good hands. And I'm pumped. Yeah. This trailer crazy. just did not do anything for me to think that this movie won't be good. If anything, it just excited me, even, me more. even more. Yeah, yeah, which is what a trailer should do. So I'm excited. Speaking of Robert Pattinson in the Batman, uh, let's connect our way over to our second topic of the day. Um, Tenet comes out real, real soon. Um, comes yeah. out September 3rd. It's already been playing abroad. People have already been seeing it. Um, Robert Pattinson's in that. So let's, let's chat. You know, we've been kind of dropping hints about how excited we are about Tenet. For what, like three months now, Brian? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good segue, Michael. Good segue. Yeah. Thanks. So they just dropped recently on YouTube a like nine minute behind the scenes featurette featuring interviews from the cast, from Christopher Nolan, I believe his director of photography, and um, just 
a lot of footage that isn't in the movie as well as just like and just the, the filmmaking of it all and it just it got me a lot more excited i'm pumped i've already seen it twice this featurette and if you haven't seen it i highly recommend it search it on youtube it's fantastic yeah I, you sent it to me i was i was a little shocked that chris nolan was going to give away so much um yeah. in that behind the scenes trailer which i watched before i watched the final tenant trailer um with a really good soundtrack which was really great um, the behind the scenes showed so much, and I guess I know that's what a, a behind the scenes snippet's supposed to be. But I haven't seen the movie yet. I know, and, and you know, Christopher Nolan—he's so secretive. Like I saw, I think Robert Pattinson was only able to read the the script once. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, this makes me like, there's still so much footage that we still haven't seen. So I think he, yeah. yes, we've seen more in this featurette, but like, there still has to be so much more. Like Aaron, I think it's Aaron Taylor Johnson. He's in this movie. Um, and, and he's, he has a brief interview in this behind the scenes featurette. We haven't seen him in any marketing material. This is the mm-hmm. first time you see his face marketing the movie. So that's just one example of probably the countless other things that we still haven't been exposed to yet. Yeah. And I mean, in the plot points, uh, I was, I was very interested to see John David Washington in a SWAT uniform, um, yeah. which I didn't put that connection together that, you know. It'll be, it's just so interesting. There's so many layers to it. Robert Pattinson, we don't know his role. We don't know if he's a I'm red a, herring. Is he a good guy? I don't know. He, he's coming off as a good guy. He's coming off as John David Washington's right-hand man, his, his backup, his sidekick, whatever you want to call it, his partner. Um, but it's Robert Pattinson, he kind of has this look to him in general, like just his general face kind of just exudes I can also turn bad any given moment. Like he's got that look to him. So I wonder if, if there is that, if there's going to be that Christopher Nolan twist, which is in every single movie, I feel like. So maybe it's him. Yeah. I'm interested. John David Washington is now my number one reason for watching, for wanting to see this movie. He looks so good. He looks so good. Originally I was like, all right, it's just Chris Nolan, high concept film. Those are the two reasons why I want to, but after watching the trailers and his footage from behind the scenes, I'm I'm a huge fan. He's gonna kill it. Yeah, he's he exudes charisma, right? Mm-hmm. You look at him and you see his acting, and you're like, I like this person. Right. Um, I saw him briefly in Ballers. I never got into Ballers, but I know he was in then. I saw him a couple a couple episodes of that, and then really got exposed to him in Black Klansman, Spike Lee's Black Klansman. And then you watch that movie, and you think the same thing. Like, wow. Yeah. Where did this guy come from? He is really good. He's a scene stealer, charisma, boom, whatever it is, he's got it. Whatever it is, he's got it. And then you're like, let's see him in more things. And then next thing you know, he's in the biggest blockbuster of the year in Tenet. And you just can't help but be excited, not only for the movie, but for him as well. Yeah, man. And, and he, you know, he said he's going to, he has to rely on his athleticism. Yeah. Um, his previous athleticism, which I think you told me he was a f- football yeah, he's a, he's a collegiate athlete, I think. Uh, I'm not sure where he played at. I don't, nece- I don't even necessarily think it was Division One necessarily, but I know he was for sure a college athlete. And then, and I think you'll have need if someone needs to fact check on me. He may have gotten like signed, undrafted, signed by a team potentially. Obviously, did not pan out. Went to acting um, to follow his father's footsteps, Denzel Washington, and he's making a name of his own. Man, he's killing yeah. it. He's just so good in the things that I've seen him in. Oh, he's also in um, this movie of Monsters and Men that came out a couple years ago. Um, it's kind of like this three-segment story about the consequences of this local um, police shooting mm. that happened of an of a 
the unarmed black man. It was, but he was black. It was a Hispanic neighborhood, unarmed black man. And he plays a black cop and just the turmoil he goes through after that. He's one of the three main characters and each character has their segment of the movie and how it impacts them. And he was also really good in that. So if you haven't seen that, I, I, I highly recommend of Monsters of Men, but it just goes to the point that he's versatile. He's charismatic. He's great. He's going to lead this movie just fine. Yeah. And now he's, now he's a time bending secret agent superhero spy (laughs) spy yeah yeah christopher nolan in this behind the scenes calls it an espionage you know thriller i'm I'm here for it just just hearing christopher nolan say that in the featurette you're just like i'm in i guess it was i was getting alfred hitchcock vibes you know a couple weeks ago our last deep ditch i met deep dish i mentioned uh north by northwest that's kind of it's not espionage it's, it's a different kind of plot but they travel the world they shoot on location at all these places and you know, it really is, that movie is kind of a an exhibit of American locales. But this, I mean, he's carrying those IMAX cameras all across the world to yeah. film these stunts and these scenes, shutting down bridges and waterways. Highways, airports. freeways, yeah, airports. Yeah, everything. It's Christopher Flippin' Noah, man. He can do whatever the hell he wants, man. It's amazing. Yeah, this movie's so and, expensive. And... And yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, it's so expensive. I think it's I think it's over two hundred million dollars. I think the budget, and you just don't see that for um, original movies. You mm-hmm. just you just don't. You see those for Marvel, DC, and franchises. You don't see that for original movies. And the only director who can pull that off is Christopher Nolan. He did yeah. it for Inception. He did it for Interstellar, and now he's back doing it for Tenet. And it's pumped. And he says in the featurette, as a filmmaker, you want to give the audience more every time you want to step up your game more he did inception after like the prestige and obviously i think one dark knight if not two movies and then he does interstellar after inception and then he did dunkirk totally sideways movie from everything mm-hmm. he's done before but it was different more it was i mean different and then now here he is back in this real this world of sci-fi thriller action of tenet and you're just like what more can this man possibly give us that he hasn't given us already yeah yeah man and you know and he played with time in dunkirk that was the last yes. time he played with time yeah we talked about that go check out that episode um this is a this is this isn't playing with time it, i mean from my understanding it's playing with and en- like entropy i uh i i uh, it's or no, pl- it is time. It, it, yeah, it is time. It is time. It's blatantly, it's time. And I think they call it inversion. Cause I think there's a conversation yeah. in the trailer where Robert Pattinson's like, are you talking about time travel? And then John David Washington's like, no, no, it's called inversion. And the, the premise that in any given moment, any object, it can go forwards or backwards and playing something along those lines. And it, it's that notion of that. And what if time is this, I don't know what this this pendulum this this spectrum whatever you want to call it that can go back and forth seamlessly and whether it's inception interstellar dunkirk to christopher nolan loves the the idea of time and i don't hate it i never thought of it as being a trippy thing but he's making it trippy and i'm here for it yeah you know i love time travel movies i love everything to do with that so this is a whole nother take that yeah you know and he did a lot of these backwards special effects in camera in yeah. IMAX camera sometimes blowing my mind. Yeah. Here, here I am thinking like, Oh, they just filmed this fight sequence 
traditionally, and then they just reversed reversed the film, like they just shut it, and then they reversed it and put that on the on the big screen. They Michael, they seriously filmed it backwards. Like you see John David Washington in these choreographed scenes that are backwards, and he's throwing a punch backwards. He's falling. He's falling upwards, and it's it's Jeez. he's shooting. He's shooting back. Like it, it's it looks so crazy. It looks so cool. That's what you mentioned earlier. That's where John David Washington's athleticism comes into play because they're so ridiculous, unorthodox movements for for a body. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, Chris Nolan went all put all this money out to not use green screens or sound stages for like wide widescreen shots. So him finding a way to like, I don't know, catch bullets in real time. I think he might actually be a wizard. <laughs> right? We he, just, might, he might actually be able to control inversion. It, it just, it's thinking about like Umbrella Academy and mm-hmm. the dad in that. And I'm just waiting for Christopher Nolan, you know, spoilers for Umbrella Academy. I'm just waiting for Christopher Nolan to just like pull a zipper on the back of his head and unveil that he's just oh like <laughs> some unearthly person, you know? Wow, yeah. man. Let's talk about the plane because I'm that's I want to say I'm a little disappointed by seeing the plane in so much of the plane wreckage scene in yeah. not only the final trailer but behind the scenes. For anyone who doesn't know, Chris Nolan crashed this massive 747 for this movie. <laughs> like practically on an in on an airport that was working, it was functioning, um, which yep. is just a whole other idea. Imagine you're taking off and you see this huge like explosion and stuff. <laughs> but he there was a lot of footage that I now have seen of that sequence that makes me hope it's long, that yeah. it like really deals with that kind of situation for longer. Yeah, I'm really curious to see what where that falls in the screenplay. You know, what moment is that in the film? I'm assuming it's not the climax, but they're pl- they're really hyping it up. If that's not and the climax, what could it be? I have no idea. That car chase looks like a climax climactic scene. Yeah. Um, that's another one that just pops up the top of my head. I have no idea. And then they obviously could not have shown the climax, right? They, there's no way they could have possibly shown that yet, right? Um, I don't know. They but, showed a lot. That the final trailer that I saw, no. it, it ended with this really neat shot of this half of a building that basically explodes from the bottom. It mm-hmm. inverts from the bottom, and all the fire and the wreckage comes into the building, and then that force <laughs> blows out the top of the building. Oh, so snap. it's like this hour, this reverse hourglass thing, yeah. which just came into my mind, which is a perfect analogy. Um, and that, like, that looked so cool that I hope I that just they're not revealing all of the big stuff. Yeah. It looked cool the way, like, the, the plane is, like, moving backwards. And, of course, the gun stuff is cool. But the only thing we haven't seen is, like, more fights and more guns and, and yeah. that kind of stuff using the inversion. I think the coolest sequence, and this is super small, is when, I'm assu- I don't know who it is, but he's covered in all black, I think, SWAT gear. So it could be John David Washington yeah. and he's on the ground flailing mm-hmm. and there's a, and there's a gun. He's, 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 he's getting closer to the gun that's on the ground, but it's going backwards. He's trying to grab it again because he's struggling to fight this another person. That sequence looks so good. And it looks so thrilling. Like I, I, I yeah. bet in the moment leading up to it and afterwards, your heart's probably just pounding in that moment. More hallway um, scenes. That's yeah. I'm, I'm here for hallway scenes. Yeah. Christopher Nolan hallways. Give them, give them to me. You know, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll eat them every meal. And so far, um, I mean, I can't name any others, but both hallway scenes had men with three names in them. <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt, John David Washington. I'm seeing a pattern here. 
<laughs> you need to tweet that, man. I'm certainly no one else has thought of that. <laughs> Christopher Nolan loves three named actors. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I also love three named actors. Yeah, yeah, you do. You do. You you are a big JGL fan. Ooh, yeah, and now a JDW fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. JDW. Yeah, good point. Um, all right. Yeah, I'm pumped. Are you gonna? Are we seeing this in theaters? I mean, it's Malco is. Oh, I know, I know. I, I'm putting you on the spot here because I don't know. I have. I'm genuinely torn. Malco is opening up next week. Uh, today, today, Paradiso. I think is open today. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are, are I we, want to? How do, I, we, how do we feel? Are we? Do we feel safe to go to the theaters? Are we gonna wait to hear by ear? Is it safe? Like, what do you? What do you want to do about this, Michael, as theaters open up in Memphis? My biggest fear is that I'll drop some cash for an IMAX experience and then catch COVID and die, and the movie's not good. <laughs> like, I feel like if, the, if Tenant is the best movie I'll ever see because I'm going to die when I walk out of the theaters, it'll be worth it. <laughs> sure. Um, but no, I mean, I'll, I'll probably go. I, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't watch this movie on, a, on TV. I'll be... I will be upset if that ends up being the way I watch it too. I agree. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree Which, with you. This trailer but, and the end of the trailer for Batman, the the new verbiage is open only in theaters where they're open, which is which is a really interesting tagline. I know. Um, I, I mean, if we're gonna watch this movie in theaters, we're gonna have to watch it in the middle of the pandemic. I mean, there's just yeah. there's no other way around it. Either we watch it during COVID or we watch it at home. I don't think there's yeah. really, unless they do a re-release next summer, but I don't. But by then, so it'll be on DVD or, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and exactly, exactly. So I think we're going to have to suck it up and do it. Son of a biscuit. Yeah. Um, I mean, I say son of a biscuit. I'm not, I'm, I'm just torn. I'm just genuinely torn. I want to see it and I will see it. I'm maybe just, I'll see it know. in a matinee. I, I hope they do reserve. It's IMAX, so they do that reserve seating. So I'm curious. I mean, I just don't want to sit next to somebody. You know, I want. I, I legit want someone like several seats away from me. And I heard the rows are every other row are empty. So I want to. I, I want to sit in the back row, and I want no one breathing on me. I'm doing the breathing, and I, I know, <laughs> I'm, I'll wear my mask. I have no problem wearing my mask, and you know. So that's maybe. I'll, maybe I feel safe that way. Yeah, I mean. At, at what point are we going to stop sacrificing our love of movies for fear, right? Well, I mean, I, I see things that people do every day. And this is what kept me up literally last night is watching, not to get political, but uh, the RNC happened in front of the White House with a thousand people on the lawn okay. with no mask. And I'm, that's just things like that, seeing open bars, seeing crowdeds everywhere, concerts it it infuriates me so it's like if these people have the ability to do that then certainly i can wear my mask in a social distance movie theater right i mean yeah and especially i mean thinking about any listeners not from the memphis area won't know but the imax paradiso theater is massive it's massive and there's a lot of room in between rows so if they are doing every other row you know Hopefully they'll have every other seat as well. Should we wear gloves to the movie theater, Brian? Like plastic nitrile gloves? If that's what it takes for me to watch this movie in theaters, then I will do it. Man. Kimber- I- Kimberly's, a- Kimberly's a doctor. She's got gloves. I'll bring some for you. Bring some for me. We'll wear a mask, face mask. I wear- Let's do it. Let's do it. We should get Christopher Nolan face mask. Which <laughs> I is love like- Nolan. Yeah, or I heart Nolan. WWCND. 
what would Let's Christopher do it. Nolan do? And you better bet your bottom he would go to the theater. Tom Cruise did. Tom Cruise went to the theater. WWTCN. What would Tom Cruise do? So go to the theater and in jump London. off a building yeah. in London. In yeah. London. Yeah, exactly. All right. So it sounds like it's settled. We're going to the flipping theater. Let's go ahead and just go ahead. You're going to a wedding this weekend. When you get back, let's buy some tickets. Let's F and do this thing. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I, I saw this onion article. It was like, um, cinephile refugees arrive in Canada on life raft to see tenant. <laughs> and all the quotes in there were like, you know, cinephile Mark so-and-so, I had to leave my special edition Blu-ray behind. I don't know if I'll ever see it again just to go see Tenet. And that's how I feel. I it feel- might be the most realistic Onion article. Today. I know, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I just, I want to be back in the theater so bad. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I've been telling my class this, that there's, when the rest of the world, you don't know what's going to happen the next day. Mm-hmm. Like, and just why be like afraid or tense about what's not going to happen tomorrow or the, the next week being in a theater and having someone control the two, two and a half hours of your life and like being like, don't worry, we're going to get through this. There's going to be a beginning and an end. And then you walk out. I think that's something that I've really kind of needed yeah. you know, about you because things have just been so wild that WWCND. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing better than going to a movie and just losing yourself for those two, two and a half hours. So no, I can, I completely agree. I love it. It's a perfect escape from the, the absurdity of the world right now. Yeah. Also, um, special shout out to my mother. Her birthday is the same, you know, September 3rd comes out the same day as um, Tenant. There so, we go. Happy birthday, mom. That one's for you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, mom. Um, sweet. Well, we talked to Batman. We talked about Tenant and that behind the scenes featurette. If you haven't seen the trailer and that behind the scenes featurette, respectively, um, please we'll go We'll link it to our Twitter. It. All right. We'll we throw it up on Twitter. Do- that's what we're doing at our slice on film. Perfect. All right, let's go into our last slice of the day. Um, quick movie recommendation. I want to sneak in a quick little side recommendation for something I've been listening to. First last slice for me is uh, the new Killers album, Imploding the Mirage. It's effing awesome. Awesome. I've listened to it so many times, and I can't, I can't get over it. They're, it's their best album in quite some time. So if you, have, if you like the Killers or you're just looking for new music, check out that album. And my second last slice is my movie recommendation. Uh, it's on Netflix, streaming on Netflix. It blew my mind when I saw it. It's Safety Not Guaranteed. It's mm-hmm. Colin Trevo's um, movie with Jake Johnson, Aubrey Plaza, Mark Duplass. Um, it's a really sweet indie movie. And this is the movie that gets him to do uh, move on to Jurassic World. And then now, and then was supposed to do episode nine of Star Wars, and that didn't go as planned. But but and then but it basically propelled his career. It's such a good movie. It's like 85, 90 minutes. Jake Johnson um, is a reporter, and he takes two interns to answer a magazine, a newspaper ad about someone who claims that he is able to time travel. So they're going to go find this guy and interview him, and and events transpire, and it's just such a great grounded sweet movie and i highly highly recommend it safety not guaranteed 2012 safety not guaranteed jake johnson directed by colin trevorrow check it out that sounds super familiar i think my mom had texted me about that movie that she had watched that recently dude i saw it when it came out and i remember it blew my mind i just haven't been able to see it since i i I couldn't find it streaming and then now it's on netflix so if you're looking for something to watch check that out yeah Great. Um, I've got a couple movie recommendations. The first one from me is The Fantastic Mr. Fox, which is on HBO Max. Um, oh, nice. Wes Anderson's animated 
adaptation of the kids book with like George Clooney's in it. Um, mm-hmm. I can't even think of the other names on the top of my head, but it's a stacked, stacked cast. Bill Murray, the usual Wes Anderson folks. Um, yeah. It is one of my favorites. I have a double feature Blu-ray that has that and Isle of Dogs by Wes Anderson. Um, <laughs> definitely comfort movies. I don't know if it's the animation or just like the feel-good moments in it. Um, and it's not a kid's movie. It is a kid. It's a story. It's based on a kid's story, but there are so many themes that everyone can go into. So don't, don't get thrown away by the stop, stop, stop motion. It's cool. going to be really good. Um, my other personal one is um, I've been thinking about this movie and it's actually on my list to rewatch is mid nineties directed Ooh. by Jonah Hill. Yeah. Real good about, I want to say skateboarding. It's not really about skateboarding. It's about this 13 year old kid who's like life is going real weird, kind of real com- conflicted. And he makes a lot of friends. Um, Lucas Hedges is in it and he's mm. really awesome. I think he's his older brother or something. Um, cool. but it's awesome and it's, it feels so cool. It's, it's got no point. Like it's not really an <laughs> end or like a climax. This is not that I can remember, but just know like it's a Jonah Hill movie. And I just think that's really, really interesting. Nice. Where's that um, streaming? Um, it's on canopy and Amazon prime. Boom. There we go. Sweet. Also, we have a viewer recommendation, Brian, a listener recommendation. Okay. I spoke with my sister's buddy, Ron, Ronnie okay. up in New York and he wants to recommend Drive. Drive, Ryan Gosling, Brian yep. Cranston. Uh, yeah. That's what I asked. I was like, is that a Ryan Gosling movie? Because I know Brian's going to love it. It's Ryan Gosling with a hammer. Uh, Nicholas Ryan Wen, the director, I forget, I'm blanking on his, it's a weird, Carrie Mulligan, Nicholas Winding Reft. Yeah, he's a, he's a really dark, bleak, violent director. He's, uh, but he's, but he's but he's good. He, he create he has some weird shit out there. But Drive is probably one of his peak stuff for sure. Yeah, those are my movie recs. Cool, nice, good ones, good ones, yeah. Michael. We feel, I feel good. Those are some good ones. Well, we did it, Michael. We made it through this podcast. Oh my goodness, yes, we did. Um, really looking forward to seeing how this one comes out. We're in the <laughs> middle of the back end of Hurricane Laura here in Memphis, so our power has been in and out trying to make this. This is our basically our third attempt in the podcast. We're trying to make it to one seamless stream. So we're doing it for you guys. We're doing it for thankful. the for, we're doing it for the listener. So um, thank you all very much. That's been our slice on film, deep dish style, and uh, yeah, y'all have a great rest of your day. Yeah, awesome. Bye, everyone. <laughs>